Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. I am two minutes late. I apologize. It has been a whirlwind of a day. I've been super busy. I like literally just got home from the barn, which is awesome, but I apologize that I'm a few minutes late. So tonight I have a few things on the agenda. Tonight I want to talk about what to do when you have a bad ride. I think that's something that happens to all of us and it's something that we should talk about and have a plan for. I wanted to talk a little bit about frame and like what kind of frame we should ride our horses in, why it's important to ride our horses in the frame. Um, there's also a free PDF download for you to get started with assessing your horse's frame. So check out the link either above or below, download that PDF. It kind of takes you through a checklist where you start to assess your horse's frame, start thinking about contact and connection because 30 days to round is coming back next month, which I'm very excited about the 30 days to round challenge. We did it last year and it was super fun. Okay. So we're talking about bad rides frame. I have a lot of questions from you all to answer and announcements. I don't know. Let me know in the chat what has happened um, for you this week on Sunday here. The weather was crazy we had a hurricane and an earthquake at the same time. Like it was crazy. I did, I had office hours for my training scale masterclass. And then after office hours, it was like two o'clock. I was sitting here at my computer and all of a sudden, like the whole house started shaking and the light was like shaking in our living room. The doors were shaking. My husband's phone was going off. It was crazy. It was like a hurricane and an earthquake all at the same time. So luckily, all the horses are fine. Everyone survived, but it was definitely, um, yeah, exciting. So Emma, yay. So you've been doing eventing lessons. My horse struggles to get on the bit. Any tips? Um, Emma, so I would download the PDF on contact and connection. There's um, a video to watch. There's some exercises to do. There's a webinar to watch and then stay tuned for 30 days to round coming up next month because inside 30 days to round, I really break it down, like how to teach your horse to give to the bit, how to teach your horse to go around, because I think that people don't break it down enough for the horses and they, we end up just kind of like kicking and pulling and putting all this pressure on them without really explaining to them like how to give to the pressure, how to put their head down, what steps to take. And so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, okay, so first thing I wanted to talk about, what to do when you have a bad ride. During my office hours for the Training Scale Masterclass, one of the students submitted a video and she was like, you know, she was so disappointed with her ride. And she was just like, I had high hopes and I was going to do my video. And then 
everything was just bad and my horse wasn't paying attention and my horse was tense and my horse was stiff and it was it was just not a good ride and i totally feel for her because we all have that happen you know it's like some days you have these rides and you have like these moments that are just amazing you know these moments where you feel connected to your horse your horse feels supple your horse feels soft and um like it feels so good and then you expect that you're going to have those good rides and those feelings all the time but you don't and so i think it's okay to to first of all recognize that that it's training horses isn't linear i wish it was but it's not like every day you get better. There's kind of like these ups and downs where, you know, some days are good, some days are bad, some days are good, some days are bad. And as long as like the general trend is very slowly forward, um, then I think that's the positive. So, okay, so you're riding, you have a bad ride. What do you do? I think the first thing that's really important is to be able to recognize that you're having a bad ride and that you're having a bad day and not get too overly emotional about it. So what I mean by that is being able to like stop for a minute, take a pause, take a few deep breaths, be like, okay, this ride isn't going well. My horse doesn't feel good. I'm tense. My horse is tense. This is a disaster. And then you have to come up with a plan B. So depending on what's happening, um, going back to a much simpler exercise. So going back to something that's very simple that you know that you and your horse can do, um, like even something as simple as walk, you know, walking serpentines or walk out walk transitions or Sometimes I've had bad rides where I literally get off and do groundwork or be like, you know what? I'm really upset. My horse is upset. Go for a trail ride or, you know, just even put your horse away for the day. And it it's hard because I think that we're all trained like, oh, we want to end on a good note. Like we need our horse to be good at the end of the ride. And yes, that's true. Like you do want to end on a good note, but there's also times where like the ride has gone so bad that you're not going to get it that much better again. And so I definitely learned that with my horse Trump, my first Grand Prix horse, because he would get so worked up and tense and anxious. And at first I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep riding him until he relaxes and until I can accomplish my goal for the day. And it didn't work. Like he would never relax again. He would never get to that point. So sometimes I think you just have to be like, all right, today sucked. Today wasn't a bad, a good day. Oh, well, tomorrow's a new day and start over fresh the next day and maybe try a little bit of a different approach. And um, it's funny because it, this kind of actually happened to me with Luigi, with my young horse. Last week, I spent the week um, training with Yo Hinneman, and we had like really, really good rides. And Luigi got better every single day. And like, he just helped me to get him like so supple and so adjustable and so nice. And like, 
I was so excited how good Luigi felt on the last day. So I rode Luigi on Saturday with Yo. And then we came home and then we had the hurricane on Sunday and then the rings were wet for three days. So we couldn't ride. And then Wednesday was the first day that I could ride him again. And Luigi is a horse that doesn't do well with time off. Like he just doesn't, he gets tight. He gets like very distracted. He's only seven. He just doesn't do well with time off. And I should have lunged him. Like I knew it. If he has three or four days off, he needs to get lunch or do a little groundwork so that he can loosen up his back before I get on him. But I didn't want to um, lunge him. I just wanted to ride. And so guess what? We had a bad ride. And he was like stiff and tense. And I was thinking, oh, I learned nothing from my week at Yo's. And, you know, and when you're having a bad ride, you do get that way. And you think, gosh, I'm a terrible rider. And my horse is never going to improve and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you just have to rationalize it and be like, okay, I'm going to lower my expectations. I'm going to do one thing well, like even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to walk a circle and then I'm going to put my horse away and we're going to start again tomorrow. So that's my pep talk. Let me know if you're watching here in the chat what you do if you have a bad ride. But I definitely think my best advice is don't overthink it. Don't get too emotional. Tomorrow's another day. And start to learn about your horse. I think every time you have a bad ride is also figuring out why was it a bad ride? Like with Luigi, it was that he'd had four days off and I didn't lunge him first. Um, You know, sometimes it's that you have a high expectation or you're trying to get a video done and you put all this pressure on yourself or, you know, the weather's not right or your horse is distracted or upset by something. And so you start to learn from those bad rides and then you figure out like, okay, how can I do that better? Like I should do five minutes of groundwork when I've had a really hard day at work or I'm super upset. That's not the day to try to train new movements on my horse. I should just, you know, go for a hack and enjoy it. So um, as much as it sucks when you have a bad ride, you can always learn something from it. Um, Stacy says, I go on the trail ride and think about what to improve the next day. Awesome. Jan says, enjoy your horse. Have fun with riding. Yes, we forget that, right? It's like, and also try to reward your horse. Even when you're having a bad ride, try to find one thing one moment where you can say, oh, good boy, you did that right. Because when we get into a negativity loop where it's just like we're seeing everything going wrong, then you're just telling your horse like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And you you have to remember that you train through positive. So you train through reward and like, good boy, that's what I want. So, okay, enough about bad rides. Um, the second thing on my list is frame. And thinking about like frame, why do we want our horses to be round? Why do we ride our horses in a frame? And I think it's interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, it's pretty. Like when they have a nice arch in their neck, like, right, that's pretty. But the reason that we want our horses to be round, the reason that we want to ride in a frame is twofold. One is that when your horse is round and when your horse is in a frame, it's not just about the neck. 
it's about the whole body of the horse. So it's about like engaging the hind leg, lifting the back and the withers. And then because of that, you have this nice arch in your horse's neck. And what that frame, the full body frame does is that it causes your horse to use their bodies more efficiently and to be able to carry you more easily. And so this physical change in your horse makes them better balanced. It makes them more maneuverable for circles and for transitions and basically just for the control of the rider. Like when your horse is in a frame, when your horse is round, physically and mechanically, it's easier for them to comply with all of the requests that we're giving them. So that's one reason that we ride our horses in a frame. The second reason that we ride our horses in a frame is when you have this control of their body and of their neck, it changes their mentality. So when your horse is round, when your horse is supple, and when you have the control of their body, then they're relaxed and then they're focused and then they're with you. So like the change in your horse's mentality from when their head is up and they're stiff versus when they drop their head and they engage their top line is like night and day. And I think it's just important to keep that in mind um, because I know when I came back into the dressage world, so fast forward to my history, I first started riding dressage as a kid when I was like 11. That was like the first riding lessons I took were dressage lessons. And then I had a horse who got a really bad rearing habit. His name was Geronimo. And so I left dressage and I went to natural horsemanship and Western and it was awesome. Like we roped cows, we went out in the pastures. I started young horses. I dealt with problem horses. I learned so much about like the way horses think and how to train horses and how to deal with horses that have never been handled or never been touched. So it was a really great experience. But then my passion has always been dressage. And so I went back and I was taking dressage lessons again. And like, I'd been riding Geronimo, but I hadn't really been asking him to frame up. Like I hadn't been asking him to like take a contact and to use his back and to use his top line. I'd mostly been like riding him out, um, riding him with cows, roping off of him riding him out in the pasture. So I was riding him a lot, but I just wasn't really asking for roundness or asking for a frame. And so I was um, taking a lesson with my trainer, Sue. And I like, remember this so distinctly. I was riding him in the indoor arena. I was back in my dressage saddle after being in the Western saddle for a while. And I just remember her being like, he has to be rounder. He has to be more through. And I had so much pressure in my hands and I was just like putting so much pressure on him and I didn't like it. I was like, you know, this doesn't make sense. Like my hand shouldn't be hurting. I shouldn't have to put this much pressure on him. And why is it so important? Why is it so important that he's round or that, you know, that he's like, quote unquote, in a frame? And I didn't get it. And I think we all go through that where like at the beginning, when you're asking a horse to get in a frame, 
and you don't like because first you have to just get them to give to the pressure of the bit like that's step one is that they have to just feel that pressure of on their mouth and soften in their neck that's step one and then step two is like when you start to get the full body roundness and the hind leg engaging and the back coming up but there's definitely a phase like like that moment with Geronimo where we were both so confused. It was like, why do you want to frame? Why, why do we have to go like this? Like, I don't understand it. And you have to kind of get through that hump and you have to figure out, you know, how to break it down and how to have your horse in a frame, but then not hold your horse in the frame, like, like position them, but then find softness within the confinement of the frame. And that takes a long time, you know, that takes time uh, for the rider to develop the skills and the timing and the feel for that. And also for the horse to develop that physicality in their body that they can really engage in their hind leg and lift in their back and their new muscles for a horse. So, you know, I really think of Pilates or of dressage. It's like Pilates. It's like getting a horse to use all these little muscles that your horse didn't even really know existed. So anyways, um, eventually I did figure it out with Geronimo. He did actually get all the way up to, I think I showed him through the I2. So almost to the Grand Prix and it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what we're going to be going through in 30 days to round is really helping you figure that out. Like, What's the correct frame? And then how do you get it without just forcing your horse? Because there are ways to break things down and teach your horse everything step by step so that you can do it without putting so much force on your horse. And that's one thing that I really learned from like going into horsemanship and dealing with young horses and problem horses is like, how to train your horses in the kindest way that makes the most sense to them. And a lot of times um, it's not our horse's fault. It's our fault because if your horse isn't doing what you want, it's because you're not explaining it to them in a way that they can understand. And so like Geronimo, for example, he started rearing because he didn't understand the pressure like all the pressure that I was putting on him when I was asking him to go in a frame. And um, I had to find a way to explain it to him. It wasn't that he was being bad or naughty. He just didn't understand and he found an out. So anyways, um, let's see anyone here in the chat. If you have any questions and you're live, let me know in the chat. Um, let me see. Uh, big star venting. How do you keep your legs still and not scrunch it up? That's a good question. So <clears throat> I have a good answer for this. You want to keep your legs around your horse by using your outer hip muscle. So your glute med muscle. Your glute med muscle is a muscle that's like on the outside of your butt, kind of like on your hip and your obliques. So it's really like draping your leg around your horse and using your outer thigh to put your leg on your horse rather than gripping. If you grip 
with your knees or with your inner thighs, that's going to cause your legs to scrunch up. So think about that, like more wrapping your legs around from the outside. And I think that will help you. Okay, Andrea, any tips for a down transition from canter when the horse keeps going? I kept going with it because I didn't want to bounce on her back. How to sit deeper without squeezing? Okay, good question, Andrea. So I think it sounds like you did the right thing um, because like when you're cantering, 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 and you decide you want to trot and your horse doesn't trot right away, you don't want to panic. You just want to, okay, breathe, half halt, breathe, half halt, and kind of go with your horse until they find their way to the trot. A couple of things that will help you. Um, sitting deeper, yes. So like sitting back and like I just said, thinking about your outer thigh muscles to drape your legs around the horse. And then also turning. So like if you turn onto a little bit of a smaller circle, that will help to break your horse down from canter to trot because the the tighter turn will, will help that. And then... The other thing is using your voice, like talking to your horse, like, oh, slow down, like, it's okay, come back to me. That can help rather than like pulling more. And then with your reins, think about like half halt, soften, half halt, soften, half. So rather than just like pull, 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 a little more, more like half halt, release, half halt, release. So, um, it sounds, Andrea, like you did the right thing with just kind of going with her until she finds her way to the trot, but those might be a few um, tips to add. Okay. Um, Cheryl, I have an off-the-track thoroughbred that ran until he was nine, is having a hard time coming over his back and getting round. Um, and long with counter bending, what's a good exercise for this? Okay, Cheryl, so I would recommend um, one thing that I do a lot with horses that are struggling with roundness is uh, groundwork. So like teaching them to bend from the ground, teaching them to put their head down from the ground. You can even put the reins over their head, walk beside them, ask them to get round with you walking beside them. I think that that sometimes is the best thing to do. And then sometimes like, so when, when you want your horse to get round, sometimes a little counterflexion can help, but sometimes more like what I would recommend is maybe doing some more serpentines where you think about a little more bending to the inside. So like serpentines where you really kind of bend the horse and push them off the inside leg. I think that might help you. Okay. Um, let's see. Lizzie says, when I canter, my toes turn out. So my feet are pointing in opposite directions. Okay. That's not good. <laughs> when you canter, your toes should point forward. So a couple of things, um, pay attention. If your toes point out when you're riding, pay attention to all the time that you're walking with your feet forward correctly, or even try to walk like with your toes pointing a little in. And just be really mindful of your foot positioning when you're out of the saddle. Because a lot of times, if you um, ride with your toes out, you'll also be walking with your toes out. So that's where I would start. And then um, 
the other thing is just like keep checking in with it. So, you know, you get on, position your start properly, get your toes forward, and then, you know, make sure your toes stay forward and then just keep checking in with it. Keep checking in with it. Um, the other thing, Lizzie, I would recommend, like I said earlier, really thinking about your glute med and your outer leg muscles to drape your leg around the horse because it could be that you're a little bit um, gripping and that's causing your toes to turn more out. Okay. Um, let's see. Deborah, I think you have a question. So my Mustang mare has been coming along in her dressage work. Simultaneously training for endurance has gotten worse. On our training ride, she looks for things to spook at. My coach says this isn't uncommon with horses who are learning to use their brains. I want to keep doing endurance, but 25 miles of spooking at rocks and stakes is rough. Huh. Um, that's interesting, Deborah. So kind of my first thought is that I agree with your trainer that sometimes when horses really start to use themselves and when they start to get fit, they become a little bit spookier. So like as they become more in tune to the aids that you're giving, they're also becoming more in tune to their surroundings. Like, oh my gosh, what's that? What's happening? So I would just stick with it. I wouldn't like get overly worried about it. Um, and then one thing, you know, when we're training dressage and also to help with spooking is putting your, being able to put, bend your horse to the inside and put them in a little shoulder in. So if I'm coming up to something and I know that my horse is going to spook like, you know, at a tree branch or a rock or something, sometimes what I'll do is I'll make them look away from it and put them in a little shoulder in past it. So I'm kind of like, Hey, don't look over there, stay in shoulder in, look in here and go past it. So that might help you. Um, Stacy, how many loops in the serpentine exercise were you just explaining? Um, I don't remember what exercise I was talking about, but for serpentines, the tighter you make your, if I have a horse that's like super hot and distracted, I make the loops very small. So I might do like a four or five loop serpentine if I have a horse that's like really tense and distracted. And then if I'm just working on the serpentine more for like warm up and suppleness, I'll do a three loop serpentine. So that might help you. Uh, Bailey has a question. How should I get my horse more forward, especially during the summer when he's more lazy? I would recommend doing lots and lots of transition. So that's really the best way to get your horse going more forward is to do like trot, walk, trot, trot, canter, trot, walk, canter, walk. The more transitions you do, the more hot and interested your horse will be in working. So that's what I would recommend. Um, how do you get a collected canter without him trotting? So when you want to collect the canter, more leg than hand. So it's got to be like leg, leg, half halt, leg, leg, half halt, like active, active, half halt. Um, and I think that will help you remember that collection is not about slowing down. It's just about rebalancing your horse. So it's about getting the hind and under, 
getting the front end to lift a little bit more. And you do that from activating leg aids and then half halt in front. So hopefully that helps you. Um, alrighty, everyone. I think that's it for tonight. I have a lot of work to do tonight. Um, and Herman is not here. He is out sailing with his friends. So um, he will be here next week with us again. I really enjoy having him along here during the Facebook Live sessions, but it's also important that he gets his playtime and that he gets to go out and enjoy the sailboat. So that is why he's not here tonight. But we look forward to seeing you next Thursday. And as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your wonderful questions and keep up the good work. Um, Stacy, 30 days to round is gonna be opening for enrollment September 1st. So stay tuned. Um, alrighty, everyone, have a good rest of your week. Bye. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.